Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for September 6th, 2020. So this is our first episode. This is really exciting for me to our viewers. If there's going to be any for this first episode, who knows, I guess. This is, this is really exciting for me. This is a bit of a passion project. This is something I've wanted to do for a really long time. So I hope it comes across that way and I hope viewers see my interest in this sport. Yeah, getting right into it, uh, the Eastern Conference is getting ready for their fifth game of the conference semifinals, and the Western Conference will be playing their third games this week of their semifinals. So it's a really exciting time. Right into the Eastern Conference, let's get right into it, guys. Celtics versus Raptors are tied 2-2 going into the fifth game, and this is really exciting. The Raptors have all of the momentum in this series against the Celtics, after OG Ananobi hits a three-pointer with 0.5 seconds left in the clock at the end of game three. After this three-pointer, the momentum has really shifted in the Raptors' favor. Game four, they, they controlled the tempo and the pace of the whole game. And game five will be really interesting. I, I Personally, I expect the Celtics to go out there and, and have a really strong showing. I expect them to win this game five. But the, like I said, the momentum is really in the Raptors' favor. I think the Raptors players like Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam, these kind of starters on the Raptors, they need to perform more to their expectations. And I think we'll probably see that in Game 5. But the first two games right now, they haven't been super fantastic. And then on the Celtics side, we have Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker, who have been... You know, I don't want to say poor. They haven't been bad per se, but relative to their expectations, they've been pretty mediocre. And like I said, on the Raptors side, it's it's not really any different. You have kind of their mid-tier or like their starter players besides Jason Tatum on the Celtics and besides Kyle Lowry on the Raptors. No one has really had that like outstanding game for me. I mean, the most outstanding players, surprisingly enough, have been role players, like bench players. Like on the Celtics, we have Marcus Smart, who's a, who's a starting player, and Robert Williams have had good games themselves. On the Raptors side, we've had OG Ananobi, of course. I mean, he hits that he hits that amazing game winner to breathe life into this Toronto Raptors basketball team. And then Serge Ibaka has a huge game too. I'm really excited to see Norman Powell. You know, he's one of those guys. He he averaged something like. 17 or 18 points off the bench during the regular season game four he he has five points game three he has eight points like he needs to do better for the raptors but you know the raptors have been steadily getting better and they've been matching or exceeding the celtics in a lot of the moments of game basically all of game four they they led or maybe were behind a few points Game three was really 50-50. I thought the Celtics probably should have won, but, I mean, hey, things like that happen in basketball. Game two, the Raptors looked like the better team, but, of course, Marcus Smart hits those five threes, five consecutive threes almost in the fourth quarter and just kind of rips the dream away from the Raptors, but they brought it back game three and game four. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this game five plays out. Now, Pascal Siakam. 
Pascal Siakam, Pascal Siakam. How do I say this? He has been very, 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 very disappointing. It's a lot of varies, but he's been very disappointing as a Raptors fan. I mean, since the NBA has restarted and they've had these eight bubble games going into now, this will be the Raptors ninth playoff game. So, I mean, it's been 17 games, really, that he's had to warm up, essentially. And he's anything but warmed off or warmed up. He's he's cooled off, really, would be a better term to put it. And maybe you can make an argument that, you know, he's out of shape or, you know, because, of course, they had two, three months off like everybody else, really, right? And maybe the Boston Celtics have had fantastic coverage on him, but he's looked so passive on offense like he'll have one defender on him and you know he'll do two dribbles he's in he's inside the key you know regular season Pascal Siakam or what we've seen in the past he'll do he'll kind of do that quick like 90 degree angle spin move get past them he'll get them on his right leg and and he'll he'll get right to the basket but he looks too afraid to even do that and he'll just pass out the ball with one guy on him. A smaller defender will be on him, and he'll pass out the ball to the three-point line. And that would be okay if he could even hit, like, one or two isolation possessions. If, if he could get, like, two or three basket isolation possessions a game, because then he comes off as a threat to the Celtics, and then they don't know what he's going to do. But if they know he's going to pass it out to the three-point line, then what's the point of you know doubling him or or even putting any like strong defender on him? That then you just double the guy on the three point line or double whoever he passes it to or whatever, right? Like he's not a threat right now, which is really the main issue for the Raptors in my opinion. And this is an issue beyond actually these playoffs because for those unaware, Fred VanVleet, who has really been the second best player on the Raptors behind Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. For those who haven't been keeping up with this series, he's been the best player on the Raptors. Like, like he's been phenomenal. Like every hustle play is Kyle Lowry. He'll take the charge. He'll dive for the ball. Like he'll do everything to make sure these Raptors win. And he's he's the best player right now on, on the Raptors. I mean, game four, just from a statistical point of view, he gets 22 points, seven assists, and 11 rebounds. He's tied for the most rebounds on the Raptors and he's the smallest player on the team maybe like an inch or two taller than Fred Van Vliet I mean he has more rebounds in that game than any player on the Celtics like he is such a hustle player but you know that's besides the point Fred Van Vliet in this offseason he's a free agent and there's going to be suitors for him and with Pascal Siakam playing poorly relative to his his contract for next season and Fred Van Vliet kind of overplaying his contract right now. I mean, he's been overplaying his contract the whole season. Everyone knew Fred Van Vliet was going to get paid this offseason. But with Pascal Siakam playing so poorly, him and his agent are going to have a conversation with, with the Raptors brass. They're going to say, I'm the second best player on this team. Should I not get a contract equivalent to what Pascal is getting? I mean, that's the argument I would make if I was him and his agent. So Pascal playing bad kind of has a bit of this like domino effect on the Raptors what's going to happen because if you ask me what Fred Van Vliet was going to get paid before the playoffs before the bubble let's say I would have said something like four years 
$80 million would have been a reasonable contract. And I still think that would that's probably what he's worth, if not a little more than what he's worth. But you have to think someone like the New York Knicks or one of these other teams in the league will offer him a higher contract that I don't know if the Raptors are willing to match. So like I said, there's this weird domino effect that's going to happen during this offseason. We'll see. Maybe Fred Van Vliet won't have any meetings with any other teams. Maybe he just wants to be a Raptors lifer. He wants to stay on this team for five years. Maybe his family loved Toronto. I mean, his kids are born in Toronto. We'll have to see. But Celtics versus Raptors game five will be played on Monday, September 7th, 2020 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. So tune in for that game if you're curious to how this game goes. My prediction, like I said, guys, is Celtics here. You know, I'm not a bookie. Don't don't get mad at me if my prediction's wrong. But I think the Celtics really need to to get something going for Game Five. Or, I mean, the Raptors could really have you know a Canadian sweep again. They they could come back just like they did in 2019 against the Bucks, go 0 and 2 and win four straight. But we'll have to see. So Bucks versus Heat Game Five will be Tuesday, September 8th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And this is a really exciting series too because this could be, I mean, this has all the makings to be the first reverse sweep in NBA history. Now, what's a reverse sweep? If you're not super familiar with sports kind of wording, reverse sweep is when in American sports is when you go down 0-3 and you win the next four consecutive games to win the series. Now, this has happened in hockey. This has happened in NHL. I believe this has happened in baseball. So, out of all the major league sports in the U.S. that have seven-game series, basketball is the only sport that hasn't had this happen. Now, the Bucks are in a really tight situation here because Giannis goes out late in the first quarter to an ankle sprain. So, he misses the majority of game four. Luckily, his teammates eke it out. Chris Middleton has a fantastic game, 36 points, 8 boards, 8 assists. I mean, he, he really came through. Brooke Lopez has a decent game, Eric Bledsoe. So game 5 will be really interesting. And I mean, this was the best team in the regular season in the entire NBA. And if you look at their records since the restart, just in their 8 seeding games, they go 3-5. and five. I mean, I know a couple games Giannis is resting, Middleton's resting, but... Even still, I mean, the Raptors, who were the second seed, go 7-1. and one. I mean, that's really not acceptable. And then in the playoffs so far, they are 5-4. and four. So their first-round matchup against the Orlando Magic, they lose game one and then win the next four. And then so far, they are 1-3 against the Miami Heat. And keep in mind, before the bubble in the regular season, this team was 53-12. and 12. I mean, they were winning every game they needed to and more. And they're barely, I mean, how they've been playing, they're barely a playoff team right now. But you can't count this team out. I mean, they have all the makings to make a reverse sweep. Do I think it'll happen? No, but it's it's really there. I mean, we'll have to see if Giannis will play for the remainder of the games. I mean, if, if game five happens, I'm assuming... Giannis is out for the series. I'm sorry to the Milwaukee Buck fans. I mean, it just, I mean, they announced an ankle sprain. I mean, can you really turn that around in two days? I mean, I'm sure Giannis will want to play, but he has another year left on his contract, guys. And I mean, if I'm 
the coaching staff and if I'm the GM for the Milwaukee Bucks, the ownership, I'm going to say we need to go all in for next year because that's our really only opportunity for us to win a championship because all of the reports have been saying Giannis will leave after his last year of his contract. Will that happen? Who knows? He might love Milwaukee. At this moment, I say there's a much higher chance of him leaving than staying. But I mean, at this point, it's all speculation, right? So the Bucks really need to have a good a good game five. I mean, this isn't taking anything away from the Miami Heat. They've been a phenomenal team. Just really blue-collar basketball. Eric Spolstra, his rotations have been really good. He's playing all his guys really good minutes, I would say. I mean, he's limited his rotation. Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, I, I want to add this as well. They've been really phenomenal for young players. Tyler Harrow, this is his first year in the NBA, and he looks like a veteran to me. Duncan Robinson, this is his second year in the NBA, and he hits, what, five or six threes in game four? I mean, I know the Heat lost that game, but they're just playing good basketball. Tyler Harrow hits two or three super clutch threes at the end of game four. I mean, this is a really good, really good basketball team. Have they overplayed their expectations and have the Bucks underplayed their expectations? I would say so, but it's still a really good basketball team. So what are my predictions for game five coming up? Well, it really depends on whether Giannis plays or not. I think if he plays, they win that game. The Bucks win that game. I mean, he only played 11 minutes in this fourth game and he completely dominated. He had 19 points in 11 minutes. He could have scored 50 or what are you more? Who knows? I mean, if he plays that whole game, I mean, they got the job done, but you can just tell how, how badly he wants this. So I think they win that game, but I don't think he'll play. So my prediction would be that Miami heat tape, take game five and make the Eastern conference finals. Now the Western conference. So right now in the Western conference, we have the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers tied 1-1. This is an interesting series. I mean, we'll have Houston Rockets small ball lineup, and we have, you know, Los Angeles Lakers kind of forward heavy lineup. It'll be really interesting to see how the next few games go. I don't want to go too deep into this series because I want to see how the the next the flow and kind of how these game these teams match up against each other. So next Sunday we'll be talking more about this series. And then the same goes for the Clippers and Nuggets. Each team has one game apiece. We'll go more into the Clippers and Nuggets next Sunday along with the Rockets versus Lakers when more games have been played. So thank you for listening to the basketball update with Adam Nazarelli. Tune in next Monday. Have a good one, guys.